on behalf of the Illinois Association of Park Districts, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. I'm Wayne Utterback, Director of Communications and Digital Content here at the Illinois Association of Park Districts, and I'm pleased today to be joined by PGA Master Professional at the Pinecrest, Pinecrest Golf Club, Rick Walrath, and Mark Mattingly, Executive Vice President of Landscapes Golf Management, to talk a little bit about what makes the Pinecrest Golf Club such a special place. Uh, thank you to both of you for joining me today. Thank you. Well, thanks for having us. Now, uh, IAPD actually has our second stop on our summer golf tour at the Pinecrest Golf Club, and that's on July 27th. So we're hoping that anybody who's watching this before then can come out and check the golf course out. But uh, for someone who hasn't played at Pinecrest, uh, what would you say is one of the biggest draws of the course? Sure, absolutely. Uh, one of the unique things about this facility is the, the quality of the conditions you're going to get for the price you're going to pay. So it's a, an excellent value. Uh, we're in a pretty uh, competitive market here. There's a whole lot of golf within a very short distance. And we really do provide some premium conditions at a, at a more moderate price point. Uh, we're really thrilled and, and blessed to have a superintendent, Tony Miranda, uh, who has been here uh, for 30 plus years. Uh, interesting that, uh, uh, side note, we were having a conversation yesterday about one specific thing on the golf course, a, a pond we irrigate from. And as we got to dissecting how we're going to fix the uh, concerns we're having, uh, he brought up the fact that he dug that pond uh, 28 years ago. And so we do have a really long tenured superintendent that knows every nook and cranny of the facility and really can keep conditions at the, at the highest level. And uh, we're really pleased to offer that to our patrons every day. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned the pond and how long it's been there and uh, how you've got somebody there who actually dug that pond. Uh, tell me a little bit more about just the, the history in general of the golf club uh, and maybe how it's evolved from there and, and maybe where it's at now. Uh, Mark, do you think you could uh, just kind of run me through that? Well, I'd be happy to share sort of when we had the opportunity to get involved. And, and Rick may want to uh, offer some color, too, about just the history of the golf course. But we had the opportunity to respond to an RFP. About three years ago, uh, it was summer of 2019, and uh, ultimately went through the process with Tom Palmer, who was the executive uh, director at that time. And uh, we were thankful that he selected us uh, to be his management partner going forward on sort of a five-year opportunity. So we're about halfway through that process right now. But uh, I know at that time, the interest was really improving financial performance and continuing to deliver great uh, turf conditioning and service, but also being able to service a bond payment that up until that point hadn't been able to be covered through operations. And um, so our we kind of took over in the middle of a year. Our first full year uh, under management was 2020. And of course, we all know what happened that year. And uh, we had to really pivot there away from some of the food and beverage uh, focus that we had and really handle quite a wave of, of uh, increase in golf activity toward the tail end of that year. But coming out of 2020, uh, we were able to achieve that goal. Uh, of the park district, which was to uh, cover the bond payment and then continue to build upon that success in, in 2021 and actually have some additional uh, cash reserves available for addressing capital projects and other things that come up, you know, repair and replacement dollars beyond that bond payment. So been very successful uh, three years so far. I think we're trending in a similar direction here for 2021 as well. And like I say, we have uh, a couple years to go, but we've also been able to live through the transition of Tom Palmer to Scott Crow. And uh, he's just been a, a wonderful resource uh, for us as well. And we really enjoy working with him. So that's just from my perspective as part of the business development and relationship development team. That's how we got the opportunity. And like I say, uh, Rick really makes it happen every day. And he can tell you more about that. 
Yeah, how the uh, Pinecrest Golf Club became a part of the Huntley Park District is a little bit of a story as well. Uh, this facility was built in 1972, a private owner, uh, privately owned, privately operated uh, uh, for quite some time. Uh, and then Huntley has had a, a very quick population growth, uh, population growth in, the, in kind of the long-term picture. Uh, when Tom Palmer took over as the executive director 23 or so years ago, uh, I want to say it was in the five to 7,000 in the population. Uh, and it's just been continually growing at a, a dramatic rate. Uh, and in uh, 2002, 2003, around that time frame, uh, the owners were looking to sell the property. And in his foresight, uh, uh, Tom decided to uh, take it to the board, took it to the board of commissioners, took it out to referendum. And uh, the uh, residents of the Huntley Park District decided to purchase the facility from the owners. Uh, so they completed that in, uh, I believe it was 2003. Uh, and they inherited a, a, an excellent golf course, uh, but some old infrastructure, uh, obviously old clubhouse and, and all the things that go along with that. Uh, so they were brought another bond opportunity that uh, Mark had mentioned earlier. Uh, 2009, the clubhouse we currently reside in was built. And, uh, and there's been a lot of good years uh, uh, since then. But uh, I think we're all aware the, the golf uh, industry took a pretty big hit in the 2008-2011 or so time frame. Uh, interesting uh, fact about Pinecrest is during that time, we actually saw a spike in play. Um, and, and the theory around here, the historical theory goes that all the folks left private clubs uh, because that was a fairly uh, a difficult time in the business. And they found this an appealing alternative for the, for the reason I mentioned earlier, the, the value, the bang for your buck. So when that recession was in the 2008-9 uh, timeframe, two of the highest rounds, uh, number of rounds in the season recorded uh, at this facility were 2009 and 2010. So kind of at the, the beginning or the peak of that, that first recession we had, they saw dramatically high numbers. Uh, so we have been very uh, blessed the last couple of years with, with high rounds. Uh, we've been able to make an impact here with the Landscapes Golf Management with the Park District. And uh, we have had two years in a row of paying the bond payment uh, a fourth facility instead of it coming out of the general fund. Uh, and then we're trending to do so again this year. Uh, so uh, new executive director, Scott Crow and I have been working diligently on planning the, the next uh, timeline of, uh, uh, of infrastructure improvements as the bond on this clubhouse will be retired soon. Uh, so we're already thinking far enough ahead to how can landscapes and in, in the Pinecrest Golf Course and the Huntley Park District partner to make sure that uh, we're around for another 50 years. This happens to be our 50th year in existence here at Pinecrest. And uh, we're trying to plan accordingly to make sure it's around for another 50 years. Now, can you kind of give me a kind of just a, a general overview of the course? Uh, if you had to explain to somebody who was thinking about coming by, how would you describe the course to somebody? Sure, absolutely. Uh, it is a, what we like to refer to, uh, PGA professionals anyway, a small subset. Uh, we refer to it as a parkland style golf course. Uh, so it is a, kind of a tree-lined fairways. Uh, it uh, The facility had Huntley grow up around it. So it is a square parcel uh, and you've got uh, your kind of traditional front nine is on one half of the square, back nine is on the other half of the square. The holes route around each other in kind of a spiral note. Uh, so you do have a good variety. We've got uh, a par three that's just a little bit over 100. Uh, and we've got another par three that uh, from the back tees is well over 220. So it's so a real good variety. A uh, couple of short drivable par fours couple of par fours that uh, you need to be a pretty good player to reach in two from the from the back tees. So there really is a nice variety, um, uh, fairly large, generous greens, only about 63 bunkers on the golf course. 
so not dramatically uh, bunkered. Uh, and then water will come into play on about six different holes. Uh, so you do have a variety. You have several holes with uh, no water whatsoever, several holes with uh, only a, a token bunker or two. Uh, and then there's some that are significantly challenging for all levels of player. Uh, so you combine those with the, uh, the high quality uh, conditions that we offer every day. And it just really is a nice value for the, for the golfers. And uh, we're continuing to push uh, as many or more rounds than any facility in our area. So we're, we're very happy with our, our customer base and very happy with our uh, performance here at Pinecrest. Now, uh, you, you touched on a little bit ago uh, about, obviously, 2020 was a little bit of a challenging year for everybody. Uh, but I know for a lot of folks, as, um, as the pandemic was hitting, you know, people were kind of stuck inside, but then restrictions started to lift uh, around the summertime people were allowed to kind of get back outside and start participating in activities again. What was that like at the, uh, at the golf club there as restrictions started to get lifted? Did you notice like a, a larger swath of people coming in to play golf? Yeah, there was, there was quite the high demand. Uh, and here in Illinois, we did have those uh, significant restrictions, uh, walking only groups of, of two, or if it was a group of four, later on in, in the restrictions, uh, extending uh, tee times out to 15 minute intervals to keep people spaced. Uh, so there was really a capacity limit placed on golf courses. So uh, as operators, it was really, it, it really behooved us to make sure we were being as efficient as possible because there was a cap on the amount of revenue that we, and, and customers that we could bring in. Uh, so we also at that time were still in the learning phases about what uh, being in a pandemic meant. Uh, I have recollections of, uh, of taking cash and spraying it with sanitizer. And at the end of the day, when you took it in and, uh, you know, the, the, the plastic shields that everybody had up at every turn. So uh, a lot of things that we, we got away from later on that, that had been printed on us as operators trying to survive during that time. Uh, we saw a dramatic increase in uh, June when the restrictions were listed. Uh, so going from May to June, where normally you'll see, you know, a, a thousand, maybe two thousand more rounds over the course of a whole month, uh, because beginning of June or beginning of May can be a little weather tight. Uh, we went up over three thousand rounds one month to the next in 2020 as we just opened the floodgates. Uh, and then for us in particular here at Pinecrest, following in June, uh, we went up another two, almost two thousand, like eighteen hundred rounds. So going from May to July uh, was really just uh, putting your foot on the accelerator and pushing it all the way down. And uh, uh, if you remember, it was it was kind of hard to find people because everybody was told to stay home for 60 or 90 days. That was kind of the beginning of the employment crunch. Uh, so I have I, I'm really blessed to have a staff here that that believes in what we're doing, uh, believes in the culture of our company, which is we just find a way we find a way to make it happen, and uh, we managed to do that. And, and we we all slept pretty good at night, but boy, there were some uh, some long days there in the summer of 2020. Now, uh, one of the, the funny things, well, not necessarily funny, but one of the interesting things I've, I've seen in talking with folks coming out of the pandemic uh, was just how important the outdoors is to mental and physical health. What do you think golf does for, for people who engage in it mentally and physically? What do, you, what do you feel are some of the benefits that golf offers the people who participate in it? I think that... Uh we've been able to reinforce what just flat out being outside can do for people for their, for their health, uh, both physical and mental. Um, I think that people who were regular golfers uh, kind of got reunited with that, particularly when something is kind of taken away from you. Uh, if you're already a steady golfer or even an avid golfer, 
here in the Midwest in Chicago, there's a real arc to your season. And, and a lot of folks are, you know, they're, out, they're kind of okay with putting the clubs away for 60, maybe 90 days, gives them a little break, but it really wets that appetite. Uh, and we got right into March and we were just getting the golf course open in 2020. And then everything shut down and there was six weeks of you can't have any golf. And it really just whetted everybody's appetite and desire. So when we did open, um, not only was everybody excited to do things outside, if you remember, we were dining outside. We we're trying to find everything we could do as operators to to bring uh, customers to the facility in a safe environment. And at that time, that meant being outside, uh, outdoor dining, outdoor music shows, uh, a lot more uh, junior programming outside. So uh, I think if we get to the end of this year and I'll do some two or three year studies, I think we've seen an increase in folks who are walking on the golf course. Uh, we've always had a pretty high rate of uh of walkers here on the uh, at our facility is a very walkable, you know, 6,500 yards, 6,600 yards down and back. Not a lot of distance between the green and the tee, so you're uh, you're walking somewhere between four and five miles at the end. Uh, I think people have have come to uh, enjoy that uh, marketing uh, or sales side point. That was great. Is we sold every pole cart that we had in the golf shop. Uh, as as soon as they announced that they were going to let golf start again. Not only had I already I had an order place like most folks did for the beginning of the year, uh, having a dozen or so push carts in here to sell, I tried to find them as soon as I could. I ended up getting luck, very lucky, it turned out, and got 12 more. And we sold all 24 before the 4th of July. Uh, and then that was kind of the beginning of the supply chain thing that we're all living through now, which is you couldn't get a, a push cart to, to sell in your golf course for six or eight months in the Midwest. Uh, so... I do believe that people have reconnected with the outdoors. Uh, the folks at the in the parks department here at Huntley uh, have seen the same kind of outdoor programming increases, particularly junior outdoor programming increases. And I think golf uh, has definitely benefited from that. Now, kind of looking at it from like a 10,000 foot view, uh, what do you think golf does just for a community in general, having a golf course available to them? I know here in Huntley, uh, folks really do take it uh, uh, for granted. I actually live in Cary and live on a golf course there as well. So I, I you know, I'm uh, on golf both sides, both at home and uh, and here at work. Uh, I, I think it's a great asset. And that's why I think that each park district, while they do need to make uh, decisions based on their, uh, their own uh, needs of the community, I think it is a great asset because of all the, uh, the, the reasons we mentioned. Everything from junior programming all the way up to senior programming. We have a, a very high level of senior play here in Huntley. Uh, we have a lot of, of committed play. So we have uh, retired seniors who come in groups and leagues. Uh, I, I just think it really, golf really fits the bill for what park districts like to offer in their recreation programming. Uh, and when you have a partner like we do here at Pinecrest in Landscapes Golf Management, it really brings the, uh, the expertise to the park district to say, listen, it, you know, uh, recreation programming, uh, daycare, after-school camps, pools, those are kind of in the wheelhouse of the folks who are in the, the park district world. Golf has always been kind of a little subset, and I think it really makes sense to bring in golf experts, and, and particularly folks, uh, as I found in the last uh, two and a half, three years of landscape, that really have a, an outstanding culture and really believe and live what it is that they, they say they're all about, and that does nothing but benefit the residents of Huntley. Wayne, if I, now, could, I could jump oh, in. I, yes, I was actually going to ask you uh, if, if you wanted to touch on that subject a little bit. Well, it's just interesting. I, I agree with everything that Rick said. And, and yet, even still, in, in some of the um, municipal markets around the country that we see, we see the importance of, of not only serving the golf interest, which may be 
10, 12, perhaps 15% of the local population. But building programming too to introduce folks to the property, even if they're never going to be a long-term player. So we'll have movie nights, we'll have concerts on the range, we'll have field days for kids where they can, you know, bounce houses and paint their faces. And we have one facility that hosts yoga classes on property there, things that really don't directly correlate to golf per se, but it becomes a meaningful, meaningful place for folks in the community to come and use the property and feel like, well, I'm not excluded, even though I don't particularly play, I can still come have a great time at the property, enjoy maybe a great sandwich or a salad, have something to drink. Maybe somebody in my family will want to take uh, participate in a golf clinic while I do something else that day on property. So creating programming that is even beyond golf on our golf properties, I think is important to really servicing the community and, and being a good partner. All right. Now, last but not least, uh, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, this upcoming summer golf tour. Uh, are you excited to have uh, some of our folks coming by to uh, participate and check out the golf course? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, uh, we've gone through all the details. We're going to have a, a fun day plan. Hopefully we'll get out of this uh, kind of a weather we're experiencing today. We'll get that all out of the way by the time uh, we do host all the folks out. Um, in my 20 years of doing this, I've, I've worked at a couple different municipalities, uh, come across a, a lot of folks uh, in the recreation business and had an opportunity to play in a few of the IAPD uh, events over that time. And I know it's just a great group of folks and we're excited about showing off Huntley and uh, in the Huntley Park District and, and our little crown jewel here in, at Pinecrest Golf Club. We're, we're thrilled to have you and we hope we're, hope we're going to put on a great show for everybody. All right. Well, IAPD thanks you for taking time not only out of your day to, to sit and talk with me a little bit, but also to be hosting us here on uh, July 27th. So uh, thank you once again for, uh, for spending a little bit of time talking about the Pinecrest Golf Club and just the many exciting things that are happening over there. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Pleasure. All right. Thank you.